skip and loafer is on my it's not that highly rated Really? Uh, that's on my list. I'll get to my big list. Okay, we'll get there later. So we'll get through. I don't have a big list. I'm gonna make a big Charlie's list. Of mid, <laughs> list of mid. They're all good. <laughs> Charlie's list of mid. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Gateway to Anime. How are you all? What's going on? We are the podcast where we try and throw open the gates to anime, whether you're a new fan, an old fan, a returning fan, or someone who's just interested in anime, ever wanted to get into it, didn't know where to start, we're the podcast for you. But if you're a big fan, we'll also cater to your whims and needs as well. Charlie, how are you going? Good, good. I'm excited because uh, we're going to talk about something pretty fun in this episode today and we're probably going to have a couple of debates and I think it's going to be a pretty like just all around pretty casual pretty chill episode and I think it's going to be fun. We are of course talking about underrated anime. Now we have a criteria for this but before I do that I want to bring in Graham. How oh thanks friends? I thought I was getting yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, like, oh, oh, speaking of underrated. Oh. Of underrated. <laughs> That's just underrated third member. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's on brand. It's on brand. Yeah. Yeah. What's right, my mouse score? What is your mouse <laughs> score? Your popularity is not great, but oh, shit. you rated highly. Okay, sweet, sweet. That's okay. I'll take it. So, yes, we're going to talk about shows that are underrated. Now, this is, I can already foresee comments coming already. Be like, it's not underrated. Um, but, Charlie, why don't you explain the criteria? It's arbitrary. Obviously, this is arbitrary. But Charlie, do you want to explain the criteria that you you implemented for this? Well, because often when we're talking about anime just in our own time, we're always like, you know, it's underrated, this show. And then we'll go on, it'll be like, number three on Mel. Or like, you know, I'll be like, oh, it's award-winning and everyone loves it. And it's never been underrated in its life. So I was saying I wanted to do an episode about underrated anime so we can talk about some of the stuff that doesn't usually get talked about or like things that have been living in our memory from childhood that we're like, was it actually good or not? Let's watch that and see if it is actually underrated or whether it was, you know, just made better by nostalgia, which a lot of things are. True. But um, the rules are that the my anime list ranking, and that is the overall ranking. So on the anime list, it has to be, one has to be at least under 200 and the other one at least under 500. Now, since I made those rules and I've gone on and looked, I think even, like, there's just, okay, first of all, I don't know if you know this, there's so much anime. There's a lot. Um, I, wild, dude. It's, I know that, obviously, as someone who talks about anime often and spends a lot of my time on my anime list. And, um, <laughs> Do you but, know if there's more than 10 but animes? When you're, <laughs> but when you're, like, scrolling through, you know, I'm like, wow, Naruto's number 380. You know, I'm like, so really, according to our list, that qualifies. But, um, <laughs> We're so not going to bring that up, don't worry. What we have actually done is looked at also the popularity ranking, which is just like how many people have voted for it basically over the course. And we're using MyNamay list, so it's not the perfect list. And obviously we've kind of taken on ourselves to be like, do we actually think this is underrated? But that's just a vague parameter, so we're not going to be talking about hugely popular things. And it's just a bit of fun, you know? Yeah, things might have gone through the keeper. Some of these shows we have talked about on the show before, but many of these have not been talked about but my anime list for those of you who don't know as well it's kind of the imdb of western anime fandom so you can go and rank all your you can go and look at all you've seen and like sort of create a profile log all the shows that you've seen rate those shows so yeah there's a rating list on my anime like imdb it'll be like this has got a 7.6 or whatever then it will have its ranked number where it's all like as far as its ranked level is concerned with those who've 
put in votes. And then, yeah, as Charlotte said, the popularity vote, of course, is just how many people have voted for it. So that is what my anime list is. If you don't know what my anime list is, it's a really good little website to actually go on and just give you a good idea of what to watch. It's always good for seasonal animes. We get a lot of our information from there. Some really good uh, critics, fans who, critiques. who who put in critiques and whatnot. So it gives you a good vibe of a show if you're looking yeah. to Yeah. Also, it. like, sometimes the reviews are really funny. Oh, they're cooks. Like, so, so it's a good, like it's a good time. Yeah, um, it is a good time. Also, you know, my anime, my anime list causes a lot of uh, drama in the anime community, though, because yeah. people are very protective over their shows remaining number one spot or in the top ten. So they'll, like, review bombs. Same with IMDb, though. Like, it's all any kind of, like, you know, yeah. we can't have nice things because <laughs> oh, yeah, people so. will find yeah. a way. But um, it is a really great resource. So we recommend you check out myanimelist.com, Mal for short. Sponsor us if you feel like it. Um, I, Mal? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think they're good. <laughs> Mal. Who knows? All right, well, what do you kick off? What's an underrated anime that you've watched that is not well-received on Mal or generally talked about in the community? What do we got? Who wants to kick it off? I'll kick it off. So one thing that I found, and I knew this was going to be the case, because you got to, like, shoujo and josai are just two genres that are highly underrated in general, mm -hmm. I think, and they don't have as much popularity. So a lot of my favorite shows, I was just like, oh, yeah, this all fits into this qualification qualifier, you know? Um, so I would like to start with one uh, that I really love that, I, again, I watched this when I was really young and I'm worried it's aged badly, but you mm. know, it is an interesting coming of age story by the same mangaka as Nana, okay. which is rated very highly. So I couldn't yes, do that one. More famous Josai. And I've talked about that what like I reckon my first episode I talked about Nana. You did, yeah, that's true. And um, it's still one of my favorite shows ever. If you want to know more about Nana, please go and check it out. Look it up. I won't talk about it now because it is definitely not underrated. Nope. <laughs> um, but this show, it fits in with the the parameters, and I would say Paradise Kiss current, okay. uh, currently sits at rank eight hundred and forty two, mm -hmm. with a popularity rank of. 1,057. Okay. Oh, wow. So I have got the synopsis here. So it is top high school student seeks some purpose in life. A group of fashion design students ask her to be the front model for their clothing label, Paradise Kiss. Although she finds them weird, she accepts and soon blossoms as a person. So this show is very much about finding herself coming of age. Um, we're dealing with a high school student who feels very, very lost, as I said, um, who is always studying, but she doesn't feel super, her family are quite strict. She doesn't know what to do, but she's also very tall. And so when this group of fashion students who go to the local college, she's in high school, they're in college. They are like, you're perfect to be our model. And they want you to be a muse. And then she decides to pursue a career in modeling based on this. Uh, along with the Paradise Kiss label, the group that run it are all kind of uh, a bit of a, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Motley crew mm -hmm. of like, you know, disparate quirky, group, yeah. disparate group, found family kind of thing. And it's just like, I'm not sure it's the great, like it's probably not as, you know, it's not as good as Nana, I don't think, but it's the same style of drawing. So mm. very cool fashion, very awesome. Like, and the, the, the fashion looks are great. The characters are good. And it is just like so much drama. Like, the drama in this show is a lot. It's like a soap opera, but, like, you know, they're all sleeping with each other and they all break up and then, like, blah, blah. Like, it's all kind of stuff that you don't usually see in anime, really. It's like, a Josai, right? Yeah, it's a Josai. I would say it's, like, Shoujo Josai, but, yeah, it's definitely more Josai. It's a bit more adult themes in there. 
Um, it's about finding yourself. Uh, I don't, there is some like really toxic, similar to Nana, there are some toxic relationships in this show. So content warning for that, particularly between the main character and the head designer, George. I remember him being a fucking asshole. But, um, you know, it was interesting to watch and read. actually read the manga too. But, yeah, the animation is good. I think it's underrated. I think it deserves a spot on this list. It is quite famous. So people watching it will be like, Charlie, that's fucking famous. But I'm like, no, it fits in the parameters and I don't think people talk about it very often. See, now this is the point. This is the point. Now, like, there are going to be fans out there who are deeper into the reads than us. We're going to come out with, like, these are all fucking normie choices. Well, the parameters have been set. And this is what we're going through. It is an underrated show, 100%. You know what else is an underrated show? Is a little show called Paranoia Agent. Now, this has a mouse score of 7.67. It's ranked 1,242. And its popularity is 542. So it's slightly more popular. But I'm surprised at the low ranking, actually. I guess it's quite uh, divisive. But I'll explain. So this is directed and created by the legendary Satoshi Kon, of course. Perfect Blue. Paprika, Millennium Actress, Tokyo Godfathers, famously one of the best and most prominent rising star directors in all of anime. And he died tragically in his early 40s of pancreatic cancer and the world lost a visionary. It's incredibly depressing. We will do a full episode on Satoshi Kon. I've talked about Perfect Blue before on this podcast in our anime movie episode, but Satoshi Kon really was something very special. But this is the only series he ever did and it was produced by Madhouse of course we did almost all of his work Mariyama the founder of Madhouse was a huge Satoshi Kon fan and championed him but what year did this come out check him out in 2004 so pretty mm -hmm. pretty old pretty old which maybe is why I think it's been forgotten to time but it's really fascinating it's classic Satoshi Kon but I'll give you an, uh, what it's about so it's a psychological thriller and again the only series that Kon ever made in his life he was much more of a movie guy but the show centers around Shonen Bat or a little slugger, who terrorizes the residents of Musashino City. He's a young kid around the age of 12 who flies around on his rollerblades, attacking people with his golden baseball bat. He's impossible to catch, and his motives are impossible to understand. His first victim is a famous yet reclusive character designer, like a manga artist, called Sukiko Sagi, and she is suspected of orchestrating the attacks but she's believed only by her anthropomorphic pink stuffed animal, Maromi, classic Satoshi Kon. Uh, Suziko is just one of Shonen Bat's initial victims, but as Shonen Bat continues his relentless assault on the town, detectives Keichi Ikari and Mitsuhiro Manua, Manua try to investigate the identity of Shonen Bat. However, as more and more victims begin to pile up, news of the assailant begins circulating around the town. Paranoia starts to spread insidiously, throughout the town and his residence. So this is classic Satoshi Kon that's very weird. It's very unsettling. It's very, un it's kind of like, yeah, it's the whole thing has this real air of like dread, paranoia even to the whole thing, which is quite brilliant. And it's, it's very experimental. And I think for a lot of people might've find it found it a bit too experimental because it's very off kilter, but it's all about how people's, fears and paranoias can seep out of themselves and through a community and how people can sort of all start to believe a shared narrative or a shared myth even uh, amongst themselves just through hearing it. So like the, how an urban myth might gain traction and it's kind of all about without spoiling anything, that's what it's all about. So it's a very cerebral exercise in how humans operate together 
and how shared fears and anxieties can sometimes be spread without any shred of evidence really being given. So it's a fucking great, really interesting show. And I think it is criminally underrated given those rankings. I mean, popularity is quite high, but I still think it's underappreciated. And I think it gets left behind a lot by his films, by Satoshi Kon's films. But I think Paranoia Agent, I mean, again, we'll talk further about Satoshi Kon in another episode with a very special guest. But until then, Paranoia Agent, check it out. Yes, wait. 2004. Old, man. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of these, as and obviously recency bias yes. is going to be a thing yeah, on this totally, list because, totally. like, Paradise Kiss is 2005. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, it's it's kind of one of those things where you you got to gotta take account of that. But, uh, yes, I'm glad we get to talk about these things because they are very well worth watching. Yeah, and we're showing our age. You know, oh, yeah. Always alive. Yeah. My favourite. One you of the benefits kids? of watching anime for 25 years is that we've uh, <laughs> got a couple in the bank that have, even we've forgotten. Like, during this episode, it was funny. Like, I was like, Android anime, shit. And then we're going back through all the things. I'm like, oh, fuck. Those shows that I watched. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's not like an forgotten. absolute nostalgia hit. I've got an honourable mentions list and it's quite, like, it's quite Extensive. funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Graham, what do you got? I've got one of my favorites coming of age when I was a young man in 2011. Yeah. I was not a young man in 2011. <laughs> Ranked 1,824 with a rating of 7.49 mm-hmm. with 1.3 million users. Wow. It's Blue Exorcist. Blue Exorcist. Blue Exorcist. I don't think anyone talks about Blue Exorcist anymore. You're right. It to me, it's in the same field as D. Gray Man. Do you remember yeah. that? D. Like, Gray Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, they're kind of like the forgotten shonens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? D. Gray Man. What was that Prison Wonderland thing? Dead Man Wonderland. They all came around. That's, that's not underrated. That show sucks. No, that's um, <laughs> yeah. probably correctly rated on the website. That's exactly like, where it's probably, probably overrated, <laughs> actually. <Yeah. laughs> but I love this show. I've read all the manga, which kind of finished. Last year, year before. Oh wow. Okay, 29, 29 volumes. Wow. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's been still in production. No one talks about it. I'll give you the little synopsis here. Humans and demons are two sides of the same coin, as Asai and Gena, their respective worlds. The only way to travel between the realms is by the means of possession, like in ghost stories. However, Satan, the ruler of Gena, cannot find a suitable host to possess and therefore remains imprisoned in his world. In a desperate attempt to conquer Asa, he sends his son instead, intending for him to eventually grow into a vessel capable of possession of the demon king. Hmm. So, Because he's too powerful, right? He's too powerful. He's too powerful. So he sends his son, Rin, uh, who is born with a twin brother, Yukio. Um, and they're raised by a priest in a monastery type thing. And then one day, he Rin is attacked by a demon and this whole world opens up. He finds out his father is actually a legendary exorcist. Um, I can't spoil it because people might not have seen it. Um, but something happens and he eventually gets pushed off into a Harry Potter style school for exorcists mm. um, where he finds out his brother who's been there for a while is actually going to be his teacher. Um, so you've got that you know back and forth rivalry of the brothers and stuff. It's just a great world. It is. Even like you learn about all the different types of exorcists. So there's like he obviously Rin is just going to be a guy who eventually just pulls a sword. Um, But you've got little like people who read passages from the Bible and like a certain passage will work for a certain type of demon. Um, Then you've got his brother who uses like guns and like herbalism and holy waters and stuff. 
I love it. I think it's great. So there's two seasons and a third season's third season's coming on. out. That's why I want to talk about it because the third yeah. one's coming. In January. Th- uh, yeah. The, the problem with the first season is they ran out of source material very quickly. So the first 16 episodes are actually based on the manga. Mm-hmm. Episodes 17 to 25 are written by the studio. Mm. And that's where it kind filler. of fell apart. It does. It's a filler. It does. And it kind of, they try to, to conclude the story in those like six or seven, eight, ten episodes, which was never going to be the ending, but everyone assumes that's the ending. Yeah. But then season two comes in, ignores that ending and just continues on with the story. So it's kind of a confusing narrative because the story is ended at the end of season one, but then it picks up again, ignoring Mm. that. (laughs) Like it's bizarre. It's a mess. You know what? Modern anime watchers, do not know the pain <laughs> no. of fillers. Yeah, dude. Like there is still some fillers out there, of course. Yeah, but still. nothing like, oh my god, Naruto is mostly filler. Yep. Yeah. And like it just it's so unhinged. And I think like Bleach. and you know, you gotta admire Black Clover for um catching up to the source chair and then just going, nah, we're not making it. We'll wait. Days Slow of down. the filler are mostly going. Mm-hmm. But it was also just an anime original ending, which used to happen all the time as well. They catch up like obviously the original Full Metal Alchemist, of course, uh, before Brotherhood. It was the same thing. They were yeah. just like, let's just make it up. Um, well, let's see what happens. Dragon, Dragon kills the devil. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, they just, they just get up and make up their own shit. And I, I have watched that first season of Blue Exorcist and I, I really liked it up until the, the opening episode, I will say. Yeah, it's good. Is a banger. Is a banger. His father, who's like the paladin. Yeah. Man. One of the most badass mm. like characters in when he anime. comes into the when his son's getting fucked up by the demon, he just like, slowly walks in. He's reciting like lines oh, from man, the Bible. It's, it's iconic. It's moment. so cool. It's, it's so, so cool. cool. And like when he gets possessed, and oh my god, man. Yeah, it's a really good show. But again, difficult to recommend because because of that of that weird madness break. that ensues after episode sixteen. I remember yeah. watching it, being like, what "The fuck is this?" And then it ended. And then I start. I started watching the second season mm. years ago. And I remember just being like, the hell is happening? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gave up. I was like, I, didn't, I guess Blue yeah. Exorcist is done. So yeah. it's a shame because I wouldn't mind watching it. Th- you know what? Go back. I'll go back and Give watch it a crack. It. I must say, you got you Cut inspired out. me to maybe read it. That's it, how I feel. Oh, that's the manga's really good. Yeah. The movie is really good as well. The movie too. Okay. The movie is no. really good. It's very, it's a very visually interesting movie, but it's also very cute and it's very good. Yeah. It's a good world. You're right. It's, it's like, solid, it's like solid Harry Potter world. meets like supernatural yeah. meets like anime. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a there's a cute uh-huh. there's a cute Great. cat in it as well. Everyone the loves cat. cute cats. The you know, cat. His father's that was my cat. Part. I think um, it's maybe the best show ever made. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so underrated. Or the principal being super like mysterious yeah. and like kind of. But he was kind of like a Willy Wonka esque mad. Very character. Willy Wonka esque. Yeah. Yeah, with like weird umbrellas and stuff, and just appear going. Oh. This like, is a. It's a good show. Yeah, it sort of reminds me a little bit of like Soul Eater vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good call. Yeah. Soul Eater. Can we argue it's underrated? Soul Eater? No, it's pretty well rated. All People right. fucking love it. A terrible ending. Terrible ending. But also, um, an original ending. Yeah. But and also the manga I think is much better anyway. No. But people are talking. Everyone's like, my manga's worse. Man. Right. Like, <laughs> but um, no, Soul Eater is one of those shows that deserves a redo for sure. Yep. Same guy who made Fire Force. God damn it. Anyway, <laughs> that's another anime which is just like could have been good. You know what I mean? Like what? I a world. like ninety nine percent of that anime. Yeah, until Mackie, not Mackie. Um, well, uh, what's the cat lady? Cat lady. Yeah, take her out. It's and maybe the potato episodes. Uh, where, they go few, to, where they go to China. There's more than like, a couple of issues in Fire Force. 
More than a few. I can't wait for it to come back. I'll watch it. But it's like got the I- best sound editing of any like any. That is a very ever. good like, call. The sound editing in that is phenomenal. It does so many things right. Yeah. But then, and so many wrong. But then someone trips over and boobs fall out. Like, just out like, of nowhere. Fuck? Just like in the middle of like a really intense. Anyway, we've talked about anyway, Fire yeah, Force enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, who's got another one? Charlie, one of your show Joe's like. This one is called Skip Beat. And I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. I don't even know what this is. But no. I kind of am shocked I haven't because this had such a place in my heart in high school. And the manga is still going and has been going like since. I reckon 2004, and it's still ongoing. And I don't Jesus. think the two love interests have even kissed yet. Like I think I, I keep on checking in on it occasionally. It's the one piece, like, of, like, years, like it is. It fucking like, is. <laughs> like I'm always just like, what's happening? And it's just still going. Um, this is classic shojo. This isn't shojo. Show okay, it's a shojo. Um, so skip beat is. I've got some rankings for you. Rank number 507. So okay. not too bad. And its popularity is 874. So, Skip B, I'll give you a synopsis and I'll talk about why I like this show. Day in, day out, Kyoko Megami works multiple jobs to support her childhood friend, Shoa, uh, in his rise to stardom as an idol. She never complains about her way of life as she is deeply infatuated with him and would go to the ends of the world for him. However, her heart is broken when she overhears Shao talk about how he views her as nothing more than a maid he cares little for. Angered over being used, Kyoko flies into a rage and swears to get revenge on her former crush by entering the world of showbiz to surpass him. Joining the relentless and unforgiving entertainment industry proves to be a challenge, as she continuously meets people who force her out of her comfort zone. But for the sake of vengeance, Kyoko is determined to push herself and rise to the top. So, it's a lot going on. Not really. Basically, <laughs> she like is in love with this guy. And she's been working all these jobs trying to support his idol career. Mm-hmm. The minute he gets famous, Trouble he's like, ugh, like I hate her. I've been using her. She's like basically my personal mate and she's oh, so God. annoying. And she overhears it. And then she, she's a fucking hilarious character. She, this the turn on her, like her rage is, and I, what I really enjoy is that like her female rage is so good. Like she just leans into it and basically is like, nah, fuck this. Like I've suffered in silence for too long. I'm going to take you down. So she decides to enter the showbiz industry with like literally no talent for anything. She's <laughs> like, I don't know what I'll do. But then um, turns out she ends up being quite a gifted actor and she goes into and joins this like agency. And I just, this show is so fucking funny. Like she is absolutely hilarious. There's like really great female friendship in it where it's set up where you think that they're going to be like rivals and then they end up being best friends and really support each other. The love interest is not like there's a love triangle, but not really because he's more the antagonist, the main guy. But he realizes that he obviously when she starts, get, she actually get, gains momentum and, and gets up. famous and he's like, fuck. But the uh, world famous movie star, Ren, who is the main love interest, um, they have a nice relationship too. It's uh, it's this manga. Me and my best friend in high school were absolutely obsessed with it. One of my favorite, like, oh, it's just so funny. You kind of expect she goes to this audition to join the agency, and I just remember there's like a thing where they have to like the bit of the audition is you have to answer the phone in like a moving way and like act uh, improvise a phone call. And all these girls are doing is like really cutesy things. And she just like picks up the phone and then just starts like screaming down it with like rage and like pretending it's him. And like then she gets attention because they're like, maybe we should can harness these emotions. And, uh, <laughs> but like, because I was wanting to be an actor at the time that I was watching and reading this, I genuinely found myself really invested in 
the show and her journey and how like hard she worked and what she did and how she kind of became a better actor was actually like quite realistic and quite well paced. I mean, it's very slow paced considering they still, I don't think they've, I actually just don't think they've kissed, which is insane. It's been. How many years? I think, I think that the anime came out in 2007. Holy shit. So, and manga was earlier than that. So yeah. Anyway. Highly recommend giving this one. It's on Crunchyroll and sometimes I watch it because I'm like, that's right, skip beat. <laughs> uh, it's very it's good for like a younger audience. It's definitely not going to like change your life. But um, I, I think it's a pretty satisfying watch and it, it's funny and it, it it ticks that box. And I'm just really grateful that it even is still talked about at all because, I mean, it's still similar to Blue X. It's like that just finished. This one's still going. Yeah. But um, people, there's a small but dedicated fan base to Skip Beat. Dozens of us. Uh, there are dozens, dozens of us. <laughs> uh, and people hoping that there will be a second season. But um, mm. I don't think there will be. So that's yeah. okay. We'll always have the manga, which will never end. We'll always have the manga. <laughs> uh, oh, but, yeah, she's fucking funny. She's one of my favourite protagonists. She's ridiculous. Okay. and hates everything and it's right. so funny. That's so funny. give beat. it a go. Skip there beat. Go. Skip beat. Not like Skip and Loafer, which is That's also well on my rated. list. Skip to Loafer. Skip to Loafer. Skip and Loafer is on my, it's not that highly rated. Really? Uh, that's on my list. I'll get to my big list. Okay, we'll get there later. Sorry, we'll get to I don't list. have a big list. I'm going to make a big Charlie's list. list of mid. <laughs> list of mid. They're all good. Charlie's <laughs> list of mid. Yeah. I'm sorry. Couldn't help it. All right. So this is my way of like cheating the parameters of Charlie's of Charlie's parameters because you know I had to I've been wanting to talk about this one for a while. Technically, it doesn't hit the parameters, but it is underrated in my opinion. It's but not my Legend God, of what the Galactic Heroes or some shit. I was going to say if it's Legend of the Galactic Heroes, I'm going to kill you. I'm actually going to kill you. I really wish that I'd. I'm going to look at <laughs> where that ranking is. The... <laughs> <laughs> in this essay, I will argue. Uh... <laughs> No, the most like hyped anime ever. Most, everyone's like the undisputed king oh my God. of anime. No, okay. Also, so, can you tell me what ranking this one is, and I'll try and guess what it is. What no, no, ranking? No, okay, is okay. It? So this is ranked nine hundred and fifty nine, and a mouse score of seven point eight, and a popularity ranking of sixteen hundred and twenty. So it's pretty low. No, that fits the parameters. Yeah, no, no, this does, but. It's a spin-off of a show oh my God. that doesn't fit the parameters because it's quite popular. Uh, oh, that's okay. They're different shows. Yes. I know what this is. Yeah, they're different shows. Yes. Baruto. <laughs> we will get someone on to defend Baruto at some point. Uh, there's a, there's we'll a, a list of people. There's people. Surprising. There, there more, are dozens of them. More, yeah, it's unfortunate. I need to find a skip beat fan club to come on. We can do, we, <laughs> Go I'm gonna do a re. I'm gonna do a, a new podcast, which is just like <laughs> will skip beat ever end? Basically, an investigation. <laughs> no, this is Sinbad no Boken. Now, this is a a spin-off is of Maggi or Maggi. Oh, uh, okay. Maggi. Yeah, yeah. Depending yeah, on how to pronounce okay. it, it depends. But I guess in English. Pronunciation is Magi, Kingdom and Labyrinth of Magic. That's the well, the first season is Labyrinth, the second season is Kingdom of Magic. I actually would argue that that show is super underrated, but it does rank quite highly on Mal, and I suppose it is talked about, but we're all waiting for a third season. Uh, but it also has a lot of detractors, does Magi. But uh, I'll probably have to explain that a little bit first. But this show follows Sinbad, who is, which takes place 15 years before the events of the original series. And it chronicles Sinbad's youth as a dungeon conqueror. Now, I'll explain that in a minute. But along the way, the budding adventurer and merchant will face many obstacles, but anything's possible with the power of a king. So what does that mean? Well, I mean, an undisputed king? Actually, Sinbad is the undisputed king. That's actually like 
100% what he is. So, like, think about this no show. No wonder you I, love this show. I do, <laughs> I do love it a lot. Before I talk about. Is it Simbad as in Simbad, Simbad? So, basically, the whole concept of Maji uh, is that it is based off the Arabian Nights yeah. stories. Simbad. But yeah, so Simbad, and I'll just I'll hit it up here right now. So, Maji. 14 years ago, mysterious buildings called dungeons started to rise in various places around the world. Within these dungeons, powerful beings called Dijins rule over. When a person successfully conquers the dungeon, the Dijin offers their immense strength in the form of metal vessels, recognizing him or her as a worthy king candidate. See, see that's why I'm loving this ship. Adventurers from many empires and kingdoms venture into the dungeons in search of their bountiful treasures and the power of the Dijins. However, to travel through them is not an easy task, and only Magi, legendary magicians who choose kings and develop countries, can guide people through. So Magi's based on Aladdin is the Magi, mm. and he's like this sort of really simple kid, really simple kid, and he meets Alibaba. And again, not a prince of thieves in mm. this, but Alibaba is basically this really idealistic, young, like impressionable guy who thinks he can just go take on the world. Yeah, and of like, course. of course, the world is much more complicated than that. But he conquers dungeons with Aladdin. They meet this girl called Morgana, who's a, at the time she's a slave to this like horrible person. And she kicks things. A lot, a lot of kicking power. That's anyway, cool. She's actually sick. She's one of the best characters in the whole show. But they form a triumvirate. They're the three like, you know, sort of Mikasa, Armin, yeah. and vibes. Okay. They're your triumvirate. But Sinbad, Sinbad is basically Gojo. So imagine if, like, Jesus. imagine if Gojo, instead of the hidden inventory arc in Jujutsu Kaisen being four or five episodes, it was a full season. That is Sinbad. Okay. So Sinbad is, like, his backstory, but, like, he is broken. Like, in Sinbad, he's the most, sorry, in Maji, he is the most busted character. Like, he just is a god. Mm. He's like, you know, so Alibaba, spoiler, conquers a dungeon at the start. It gets a metal vessel, super cool with a Dijin. Sinbad's conquered, like, 14. Like he's just got like he's just a dripping in metal vessels, and like when he decides to, he just fucks anyone up. Like so, it's kind of weird with the power scaling thing. So he's literally like Gojo. He's just so broken. But we go back and find out his backstory. That's what this show's about. And I would still argue that Maji's super underrated. Again, doesn't fit our parameters. But Sinbad, I had a really good time because it's always fun to go and learn about how the broken person became broken. You know, like so OP, overpowered. For those who don't know what that means, but basically, yeah. Sinbad no Boken, fun little backstory, and also leads into Maji, which I think more people should watch and talk about. Doesn't get brought up much in the anime community, but is pretty high up on the mail lists. So yeah, Sinbad, if you want to check it out, and then Maji, both both uh, Labyrinth and Kingdom of Magic, really cool shows. I'd argue underrated, and check it out. I think they are underrated, actually. I agree. I think yeah. Maji is not mm. talked about. It's a, it's a classic shonen. Mm. Also set in a really interesting world, like the, like the you know Arabian Nights Tales done by anime, very video game centric with like conquering the dungeons, which all have like different levels and different tests to pass and whatnot. It takes a lot of boxes. I think it's a really cool show. There you go. So yeah, but Simbad no Boken, if I'm going to fit the parameters. <laughs> Graham, what do you got, mate? Sort of bleaches it like number 700. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> know, it's so weird. An underrated unknown jewel. <laughs> Fucking bleach. It's funny, the thousand year blob was in the top ten though. Oh, yeah, it was so good. It's really it's good. Top tier. Uh so it was a it was a toss-up. It was a toss-up between between Scandi Infinity. Yes. That's on my list too. Yeah. Obviously. We'll, we'll probably all talk about it as a collective. Or another Bones studio anime, Space Dandy, which I've spoke about before. Uh, yes, of course. Um so sitting at a seven point eight eight with one 
150,000 users. Yep. Uh, 787. Really? So a lot higher than Blue Exorcist. Yes. A lot higher, surprisingly higher. But we spoke about this before. He's a dandy in space. Mm-hmm. He's a space dandy. Music any any questions? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be taking no questions. <laughs> I'll read the synopsis. Uh, dandy is a groovy, pompadour-wearing man who explores the stars in search of strange aliens for money, desiring to visit his favorite place in the universe, Boobies, the best diner in all the cosmos. Hell yeah. It's- That's it. That's pretty much the whole thing. It's kind of like a Rick and Morty anime-style Venture, different adventure every week with Space Dandy, who's a wacky character. He's kind of in over his head every kind of episode, but just really loves to go to this restaurant and needs the money to fuel the habit. It's <laughs> pretty much it. It's Shinichiro Watanabe, isn't it? No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I guess it's underrated compared to his other works. Yeah. Compared to Cowboy Bebop. And- compared to Cowboy Bebop. Samurai Champloo. Champloo. Yeah. yeah. But Even it's super fun. Mm. Underrated yeah. too? Sorry, no, sorry. it's very well. It's more, more, yeah, much more hugely than space dandy, yeah. popular. Yeah, which one did you just say? I missed Kids on the slope. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no. We yeah. might talk about that music episode. This actually. is true. But it's super fun. It's you know bright and colorful. It's full of wacky characters. His his companion is like a space cat type <laughs> thing. Right. It's obsessed with like social media and stuff like that. Like, it's a super, it's fun. It's pretty irreverent show too. Yeah, it's pretty wild, it looks so. gorgeous. Like it's it a beautiful looking show, and it does that kind of psychedelic sort of mm. trippy space horror kind of vibe. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I don't yeah. think anyone talks about it. You're right. It doesn't get too. It's like it's just me talking about it at this point. <laughs> so, and yeah, it's only what a season, two seasons, two seasons. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was two seasons and done. So it's a real quick watch as well. Super yeah. fun. If you're a fan of Rick and Morty and that type of stuff, it's it's definitely worth your time. I agree. Very underrated. Probably once an hour's least known work. Yeah, you're wearing the shirt. You're not wearing a space dandy shirt. No, I'm not. That'd be cool, though. I would love one. I should get one. Mm. All right, Charlie, what do you got? All right, I've got this list that I'm going to read out because I had a honorable mentions. So Skip and Loafer, as there we talked is. about, which I have talked about recently, and it was actually one of my anime of the seasons, I think two seasons ago now, maybe one season ago. What? You, you, two seasons ago. You and Gerald Lillywhite. Love the show. Obsessed with it. I, I, Gerald Ludwig described this thing as a fucking ten out of ten. It's gorgeous. That's a wild statement. Um, so the rank is four hundred and thirty-eight. So it's actually pretty high, really. Nice. And the pop, the popularity rank is one thousand fifty-two. So wow. that's it's like not very popular, but it is highly regarded. Is how I would say that works. I think yes, we talked about it's about a really plucky country girl who moves to from like a really rural, remote area, Japan to Tokyo to finish her studies so she can fulfill her dream of becoming a politician so she can basically, um, yeah, she wants to, like, make rules and wants to come back and make some change in her country town. And she's just really ambitious and it's just very wholesome as all about friendship and it's, like, there's it's kind of like you think it's going to be a romance but it's not. Like, it's actually not at all. It's about friendship and it's about finding yourself and it's about, like, and it's just so wholesome and it's great characters and it's, like, it's just, honestly, it's such a good watch. I Really love this show, so check it out. Let's drive that popularity rank higher again. <laughs> um, this one is Yona of the Dawn. I've talked oh. about this. This show is extremely underrated for how good it is. Mm-hmm. So it is technically a, I guess people call it shoujo. It's just not really. It's honestly like an action, like yeah. revenge story. So Yona is a princess who... Um, who gets betrayed and her like family gets slaughtered basically and they, her kingdom gets overtaken. She gets exiled or she runs away 
and then she like basically comes back to try and take her her kingdom back and along the way has some insanely great character development. So what I love about Yona of the Dawn is that we've got a character who starts out as someone who doesn't really know or have much confidence because she's just been a pampered princess her whole life. And then she has to learn how to be a warrior and how to become totally badass. And she does. And it's like you, you take this journey with her and she's a really likable character and, like, there's some great – there's a romance story that's really fantastic. The manga is great. Only got one season, I think, and people have been screaming for a season. There's a huge fan base for Yona of the Dawn. I think it's very underrated. Talked about it before on this podcast. Go and give it a watch. Escape the Infinity, which yeah, we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Um, ranked number 585. <laughs> Criminal. And popularity, 394. So, okay. they're, you know, it's not so bad. That This is People like. People know. We talk about this enough. Um, People have taste now. People have, yeah. We love it. Oh, love Escape it. the Infinity. I, you know what? There's We probably have a whole episode dedicated to it. But, I could um, seasons. a PhD on how good Escape the Infinity. <laughs> Do you want to give a synopsis quickly? Oh, man. I mean, like. Guy lives for skateboarding, uh, has this new guy from Canada rock up to his school. A snowboarder. A snowboarder who he ends up getting into Langer? Langer? Langer, yeah. Langer, who he ends up getting into skateboarding but very quickly becomes significantly better than Racky. It's Racky, yeah. isn't it? Racky. But there is, of course, this late night. <laughs> <laughs> Skate competition. Downhill. Downhill, down lots of hills. Well, is it, some parts of it aren't even downhill. Unless you're it's... that person who can skate uphill. Up <laughs> yeah. um, the Luchador of Love. Who the might Matador the, of Love. Sorry. Might be the best anime character, the villain of all time. Ludicrous villain of all time. Does he dive out of a helicopter at one point? Yes. Yeah, that's like, like a bunch of That's dives. like his introduction. <laughs> this is the most extra show yet. Oh. So they have this underground skating ring called Skate the Infinity, skate the right? Infinity, yeah. And it's like two two people race down a course, and whoever gets there the fastest wins. Any, it's all no dangerous. holds barred. Anything goes. If you ever played Road Rage as a kid, like in that, you know, it's just fucking bonkers, man. And everyone's a different character doing crazy shit. But Langer essentially it becomes really really good at it. But also, there's a lot of uh, queer elements in the show. A lot of undertones. I think it's very um. Oh, well, you mean the 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 tango downhill tango on the skateboard? That is no, one he's part problematic. Of the problematic. That's problematic. That is- no, but the problematic. relationship between the two main characters is the is material. actually yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And, it is. and I it's think understated too. Yes, yeah. there is a really great relationship between the two characters, which is quite which could easily really be-, be a BL a boy love. Um, Thing. I think it could be read as um, it could be read as such. I think yeah, and I think I, I think it's pretty obvious. But, yeah, it's nice. But yeah, which they is cool. But other. there is a character who is pretty that the aforementioned Matador of Love, also really problematic character. So not perfect. Maybe is the reason it's rated where it is. <laughs> but no. sometimes the anime blinkers come up and you're like, this is madness, and I'm <laughs> here for I, it. I think but, it's so ridiculous that you can kind of be like, oh well, like yeah. you know, you don't you don't read it as like <laughs> yeah, it's a super. Yeah, it's not without its problems. You're not but. like, this is how people should act. You're yeah, kind of like, no, what fucked. is going on? Yeah, who is this fucking lunatic? We love Skate the Infinity. Good For all of his flaws, we love it. I've got one that I talked about on our horror episode. Ghost Hunt is oh, yes. uh, 1,045 rank and the popularity rank of 1,020. That's a deep cut. Um, yeah, old old anime. I've talked about it. It's sort of got like an x files vibe, but it's like a girl 
um, in high school, ends up essentially having to um, help out a famous paranormal detective in her spare time, <laughs> as you do. Happens a lot. Uh, she's like, oh, no, I guess I have to work for this. Like, And he's also happens to be her age and kind of hot. So, you know, there's kind of like a – they're like, oh, no. I'm like, what are these – like, you know, prodigy ghost hunters. Um, but, yeah, it's like a procedural, I would say, it's like a um, monster of the week kind of vibe, kind of creepy. I find it really good and I think it's just quite a unique anime. I don't think there's many like it. And as we've t- we actually talked about in the horror episode, there's not many horror animes, surprisingly, no. which is I find interesting. There's obviously a couple of classics, Elf and Laid, you've got Shiki, you've got all these ones, which Another. are also probably some of them could be arguably underrated. Elf and Laid's not underrated. That's no, very so famous and also very famous. famous. Also, not that good. I'll be honest. You're gonna upset a lot of people with that, but yes. Oh, really? Okay. I guess maybe. Look, I I don't know that I kind agree. of that it's... kind of edge lord stuff. Um, yeah. I I think I just got over. Maybe it when I was, when I was younger, I was probably more into it. Anyway, uh, next up is MF Ghost, which is at um, <laughs> no. one thousand <laughs> no. rank one thousand two hundred thirty-one. Cars at all. To us. Popularity we rank. Liked, we like to, to us. <laughs> Popularity rank 3,249. Exactly where it should be. <laughs> it's so fucking average. MF it's goes. It's the middle show ever made. Oh, Ex- God. Exactly where it should exactly be. Exactly where it belongs. And this one is a deep cut, and I can't even remember if it's good, but I was like, holy shit. Did you ever watch Grey? Did you ever watch Get Backers? Oh, fuck me. Uh Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So get backers is um rank wow. one thousand five hundred and eight, popularity one thousand seven hundred and fifty three. Wow. Now That's I'm way, way back machine. That this show probably really is not great. But no. it, but when I was in high school, this and that show Black Cat I used to love. Yeah. Black but Cat. now I'm like, I don't know if they're actually good or if it's nostalgia. Is this the nostalgia about, episode? Honestly, in we just did it accidentally. <laughs> We've done a nostalgia episode too. Um, Get it's back like is Black about- Lagoon as well. Like, Black I'm like, Lagoon. Is Black Lagoon good or is I just a horny teenager? Oh <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty highly rated though. Is people, it? people love Black Lagoon. Yeah. <laughs> um Get Backers is about two guys who work at an agency and they get things back for you. They get it back. <laughs> So it's in the uh, title. Get backers. <laughs> they have they have powers. Uh and they're all like, you know, sexy anime guys with cool powers. And they work in this agency and they're like always strapped for cash, just trying to get stuff back for people. And you know what? I think I think it's great. Uh look, I think it's one of those things that just made me laugh. I put it on the list because I was like, remember get backers? That's a way, way, cut. way back. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also Welcome to the NHK, which ah, I think is underrated. That's that is a good call. Um, good show. It is a good show. It's quite a. Have we talked about this before? Not really. We were going to once and we didn't, but yeah. we might have mentioned it briefly. It's about a hikikimori, which means a shut-in, which is a very social phenomenon, particularly in Japan. But it's been argued that it's now disseminating out across the world. But yeah, essentially, I mentioned this much. In depth in our um, Isekai episode, which is a lot of the time the protagonists from those are Hikikimori or Neets, N E E T, not currently employed in education, not employed in education or training. So, yeah, basically, Welcome to the NHK really explores the mindset of a Hikikimori. And it's quite interesting, actually. I think it's just. He's also, it's quite, it is, this is a, well, like, uh, people do know of this. I think it's, again, it's a recency, but it's like an older anime. I think it came out in 2006. 2006, wow. Yeah, so Welcome to NHK came out in 2006, so it is an older one. Big time. Um, 
It's also ranked uh, number 244. And oh. its popularity, I think, is around that as well. So it does fit into the parameters we're talking about. Just. But it is still quite a highly regarded anime. Slice of life, but, like, but it really does um, explore something that is quite um, fascinating and quite heavy as well. So it deals with lots of mental health issues yeah. in it. He also, the main character, um, is like a, obsessed with conspiracy theories as well. Yeah. And believes that he's being watched by the NHK, which is like this whole... And a thing, and throughout the story, he he meets a character that is that helps him try to like regain power over his life again. So, I don't know if I need to rewatch it again, but I think it's it's one of those things that I think it is rated where it should be. Like mm. people do remember it well, but I think people are just forgetting about it because it was two thousand and six, which is so yeah. long ago. Yeah. So if you're interested in that kind of story, there's a lot that have come after it. I think it started a trend of that kind of thing. You yeah, know, also dealing with a pretty heavy content matter like. A fair while ago, you know, mm. like the Hikikomori thing, yes, been a, such a phenomenon in, in Japan for a while, but definitely something that wasn't really being talked about. And the isekai, the proliferation of isekai was not happening in 2006. Yeah. Which is where the kind of, you know, the Nate and the Hikikomori character started to be represented, but obviously through fantasy, a fantasy escapism lens. So pretty interesting that it came out that early. Yeah, it's a, um, obviously kind of almost ahead of its time in terms Absolutely. of Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, that is a good one. I'm going to knock out one before we finish up. And it's one that's like I think probably is reasonably fairly rated. I think it's a still definitely underrated show, but it's called Akka 13. Oh. And so Akka, a national body of the kingdom of Dawa that provides public services to the citizens of the country, was established as a part of a peace settlement between the king of Dawa and the 13 states of the country during a revolt. 100 years later, Dawa is in a period of unprecedented peace, due in part to the Akka system. However, rumors of a coup d'etat start to surface. Jean Otis, the second in command of the inspection department of Akka, is charged with inspecting all 13 state branches. What will he discover as he performs his audit? So, political thriller, mystery, lots of kind of fascism overtones, you know, the kind of like military police coming in and seeing who's trying to disrupt the status quo because and it's very much very reminiscent of sort of Third Reich, even the very Nazi-esque, you know, the uniforms, the and, uniforms yeah, yeah. and whatnot and the character design. But it's it starts to unravel. There's more to it than you think. And, of course, it's built on a house of cards. It's a domino effect. But it's just a really cool show in respect that it does something a little bit different again in that it's like it's just a really kind of heady – political thriller yeah and yeah it's kind of cool it's kind of cool i don't think it's like extraordinary but i remember watching it being like that was good i remember it had a lot of hype when it came out it and, did. Pe- and people were really excited about it but then i think a lot of people were off put by its pace it's slow. We said it's slow and it is as you like it's a like a more of a yeah talking political drama as opposed to like an action series that people were kind of expecting it to be yes i think people were kind of looking and thinking it was going to be like a code gears or something like that you know <laughs> yeah. like that kind of action yeah. packs um so a lot of people didn't like it and it got quite yeah i think it is very underrated because people have then in hindsight kind of come back and been like maybe that show was good it's a good show mm. yeah. yeah 2017 came out so yeah but i i, I like it i think akathenian is a really good show um and yeah, super underrated. So if you want to see a sort of heady conspiratorial political drama, Akka 13. Another one I'll put on the list, which is probably a little bit of a cheat, but uh, Death Parade. 
I think it's probably reasonably well read. I haven't actually checked. I just wanted to throw it in there because I don't think it's talked about much. Anime original, essentially set in kind of purgatory. Bartender has to test people's lives good. as they come through. Very stylistic, very cool, very psychological, very cerebral. Deals with a lot of, you know, people's regrets and what they did in their life. And, you know, the consequences of their actions. Because they, they run these games in this bar called Quinn Deckham. And... The bartender runs these games based on the people's lives and a lot of things get twists and turns and like what, what someone is presenting as their life turns out it wasn't like that at all. It's actually a really cool show. I think it's, and I would argue it is underrated. Yeah, okay. I think a lot of it. anime originals are somewhat underrated actually. Like yeah. I think Akadama Drive is underrated. Yeah. Akadama Drive is underrated. 91 um, Days even. Yeah. I mean, it probably gets a fair bit of love, but I would still say we haven't actually talked about that on the show, but we will at some point. Also, is it Sunny Boy underrated? Sunny Boy is criminally underrated. Yeah. yeah. And really good show. Yeah, that's pretty low down as well. It is. It was too weird for people. Mm. It was too weird. I mean, we talked about it with Forgotten Relics. Yeah. Uh, in our interview with him and the YouTube, the YouTuber Forgotten Relics, because stylistically it's quite extraordinary. Shingo Natsume, it's his brainchild, it's his baby, uh, who was, of course, the director of the first season of One Punch Man, amongst many other things. Highly underrated show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But no, Sunny Boy is really cool. It's, a, it's kind of a... Lord, not Lord of the Flies, but Lost kind of vibe. His students end up getting lost on an island and all this crazy weird shit, but it's super stylistic, super expressionistic. He really messes with the art form, messes with storytelling. It's a really like, it's a mindfuck of a show. Yeah. And it's really cool. You know what's really not overrated, not underrated, sorry, <laughs> is Wonder Egg Priority. I was trying to think of the other one and I was like, that could have been on this list. It was so, so close. It earned its place of being... Disaster. In the middle of people being like, one of the worst endings no. of anything ever made. Like, that show that had show. so many good ideas. It started off so, so well. We were talking about it in one of our yeah. season check ins or whatever it was back in the day. But then I remember they had a high, they ran into production problems, which happens all the time. It's happened to Zom 100. Mm -hmm. Hasn't finished. Still three episodes are coming out on Christmas Day. And I, for one, welcome these Christmas. Presents, <laughs> gifts, and bestowed. On someone bestowed. Yeah. I'll be watching it. Sorry, I cannot spend time with the family. Someone has to watch. Out of the way. Merry Christmas. But yeah, the production value, production issues, uh, Wonder Egg Priority started off really cool, was a really fascinating, interesting show. Then at the end, they actually stopped and they had a huge hiatus and then came back with the final episode. Wish they didn't. Would yeah. have been better if it was unfinished. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a disaster. Like they just like everything that they like had built up. They just threw in the bin. It was a disaster. So yeah, no, don't watch Wonder Egg Priority. Damn. It's a shame. It's a shame. It had such a strong start. Yeah, and yeah, but I think in general, and it's kind of interesting to explore anime originals. People tend to stay away from. People really love love an adapted one from from anime, and I don't know why. Like, yeah, they're rare. That source material, like you, you know the source material. Yeah. Yes. You, believe in the source material yes true but yeah i mean like there's been obviously some huge ones like psychopaths yeah yeah but they hang code, code gears true anime original hell yeah Absolutely. hell yeah Scale the infinity i believe is an anime original. it yeah. certainly is yeah. but again yeah. you know what? criminally underrated, criminally yeah. underrated. It's, actually pretty, it's actually pretty highly rated <laughs> 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 i can't it's um, like full medical alchemist and it's getting exciting news to uh, Mal fans. Uh, Free Run is still on top of the list. 
Yeah. Beating. So at the time of recording. Yes. You know, there's always a couple of like, something will come out and they'll be hype and it'll go ahead of Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, which has been the reigning champion for over 10 years. Over 10 years. But Freerun's been there for quite a while, which is good. It's quite sure. Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood is not the most popular one. Popular is, uh, as in the most people have voted for yeah. Attack on Titan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Brotherhood's still there. Also, like, there's like six Gintama seasons in the top 10 or something. Man, it's like crazy. People love Gintama. Dude. They do. I have tried. So many times. Obviously, I did it in the comedy episode. I just... I, I Not for you. I just can't. I've tried and I've tried and I've tried like three separate times. It's overrated like, for you. Well, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I just don't find it funny. So like, I don't know, but I know it has big... Tw- I've just... Great. And the comments are going to be all attacking me. Yep, yep. Time of fans. But yep. it's... Look, from what I understand, before you can time people come for me, uh, is that it has huge ebbs and flows. So it's like some that there are serious arcs and there are comedy arcs. But like, again, it's one of those classic things like, oh, don't, the first 30 episodes are really bad. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. too many. That's, that's, that's too many for me. Like now yeah. at my age, you know. I got to look at TikTok. You know, yeah. I just can't do it. Like, anyway, I don't know. I've, I've digress. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of Gintama. Do you know what else is in that top 10? Legend of the Galactic Thank Heroes. you very much. For, yes. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's called something. It's called Ginga AU. You know Tetsu, I think. what else was number one for a bit? Roots Basket. Yes, thank you. Some of those yeah. are mid-girl shows that Sam said that I like. <laughs> I think I've proven a point, though. Mid-top when you <laughs> When you look at a series and you look at, like, what's popular and what's not, it is, it is you know, it's obviously just overwhelmingly shown in that kind of, of thing. Course. So it's... Because of the dudes. Yeah, it's nice to... um. I, I feel like a lot of the... Yeah, I mean, like the fact that Skip and Loafer is so low on popularity is. That's it. Do you know what is else? Depressing. Well, thank you very much. As always, this has, of course, been our underrated anime series. So quite a lot in there. Quite a lot in there. Lots of stuff. Lots yeah. of stuff. I mean, it's the thing. This, as we've mentioned many times, a rich tapestry, it is endless. It's didn't even. Endless. <laughs> yeah, I'd scrolled for so long. I just scrolled for about 30 minutes there. <laughs> the amount of times that we're like, oh, God. How are we going to keep this podcast going? Yeah. <laughs> Which turns out not that hard. Lots of stuff. Um, Should we do an overrated episode? Because yes. people are oh, going to get mad. Oh, my God. We are just that's going to be probably easier to do than That'll underrated. That'll be easier, but we're just going to end up just gonna turn off comments. On <laughs> Attack. Gintama fans are coming Gintama, for you again. They're already coming for me, so fucking hell. It's mid. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad that I got to talk about Skip Beat. Yeah, you know? I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. it's Never um, heard of it. Well, yeah, which is great. Give it a go, guys. Yeah. Give I'm it a go. I'm Sinbad and Paranoia Agent across the line. It's yeah. Me. Paradise Kiss, which I, I mean, people are going to be like, that's very famous. It is, but I think it's underrated in terms of it's not really, we should probably be like, it's not things that aren't talked about much oh. that yeah. fit that. Like, because yeah. it's not it's, ubiquitous. Or, or and yeah, just a bit older anime. anime for you guys to check out. You, you know, out there. Have a. Go watch Vampire Hunter D. <laughs> you know what's uh, like really. Really good. You know Banger. what's underrated? What? Um, on fucking Mal is Helsing. Oh, it's super underrated, eh? It's I a was like, it's a classic. Well, I was so shocked by that because I was like, back in back in the day, that was considered like that was, that was top tier. That was it. And now I'm like, I think it's yeah, it was well and truly quite far down. Yeah, but I guess everything's like, biased. Wow. Also, yeah, it doesn't look at the time. It looked amazing. Now you go back and look at it, you think oh, it looks like shit. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's. <laughs> yep. It's a good show though. Helsing's great. The classic. Absolute it's classic a great of the genre. Design and a great protagonist. That. Yeah. Like that's, so cool. the, the, that's the red yeah. trench coat. I don't know. He always reminded me of like John Lennon or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Demented John, John Lennon. Lennon. <laughs> White in Africa. Yeah. Alicard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, indeed. Anyway, 
Thank you guys so much for listening. Of course, you can find us on social media, on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Hopefully you're watching us on YouTube. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Imagine a huge difference, surprisingly amount of difference. So if you've got the time, rate us five stars. Give us a bit of love because it really does go a long way. You can find us, of course, on Patreon if you really like what we're doing. We've got some special offers over there. We're only going to be increasing our time over there. And honestly, guys, thank you so much for joining us on our underrated anime episode. On our underrated podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is there a podcast ranking out? Where are we on that? Oh, it's called Chartable. It does exist. It oh, does shit. exist. <laughs> and we are ranked right number now. one. We were, we were number one in South Africa once. That was pretty good. That was a wild time. Anyway, <laughs> we digress. Catch you next time. Thanks very much.